directly to you podcast, a Fanatics 4 podcast. And you might notice this isn't AJ, this isn't Logan, uh, this is Parker. What's up? Uh, if you've been listening to this podcast before, you'll know who I am. And we've also got on a special guest, which is Dan Seibert. I'm back. What's up, Dan? I'm back. I'm, I, just when you think I'm gone, I'm back. <laughs> That's right. The last time you were on was the time that I was dead, so it's fun to finally be on together. Yeah, how was the resurrection process? Oh man, it was, you wouldn't even believe it. It was life-changing. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, some of the businessy stuff, I don't, I've never done the intro before, so, so here it goes. Uh, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and to the podcasts and all that kind of stuff, and you can also be a member on Anchor, or you can be a member on YouTube, you can be a, I don't know if there's different terminology on Anchor, but four ninety nine gets you all a bunch of perks. The only thing it doesn't get you is some emotes on YouTube. Etc. Etc. If you've listened to the podcast before, you know what that stuff is. Um, if you haven't, welcome. What a fun time for you to be joining. <laughs> and uh, that's probably about it. Subscribe and all those kinds of things. Yeah. On with the show. Here we go. Let's do it. What a time to be alive. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Not three weeks ago or whenever that was. That for sure, sure, because I was dead. Yeah. But now, about now we're here. But yeah, um, Dan, how's it been going? Um, all in all. I mean, we talked a little bit about this before we started recording, but like, True. you know, frantically trying to finish my work and then clean my entire apartment so my parents don't walk into my apartment and go like, huh, you still live like a slob. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a very real thing. All in all, yeah. I experienced that. Luckily, I have a wife that together we like different parts of cleaning the house. So we tag team it to do it fairly well, which is helpful. But there was uh, my mom actually planned on when we first moved into our house my mom was like hey i'll come and visit you guys because i would like to anyway and then also i'll uh i'll help you unpack so she came and nice super nice by the time she got here though like it was like four days after we'd moved in and those couple days beforehand like as soon as we moved in my wife was like i i just want to I just want to be unpacked. Like, can we just, can we just do it? And I was like, yes. So we stayed up till three in the morning, three nights in a row, like unpacking everything, putting everything into place, which like, you know, it turned out great. Cause then everything was done. But yeah. also I work full time. <laughs> That's crazy, and, uh, dude. Yeah. Then my mom showed up, you know, four days later and was like, what, what do you have for me to do? And we're like, I guess just hang out. Like, we'll just go get dinner. Buy, buy <laughs> so. dinner for me, mom. <laughs> and that she did. I think, I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, but yeah, sorry. It's so frantic uh, around those parts for you right now. Yeah. I, I, I mean it d- trying to do a YouTube channel and then also working for a YouTube channel. And I, I'm sure you can relate to a degree with a, I, you work full time, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to remember, like, go like, you're still working full time, right? Nothing happened between <laughs> now and when you moved. Uh, <laughs> I'm very offended. <laughs> um, but it's it's juggling all that. And then you're like, God, I wish I could play games right now. And, mm. and you slowly turn to your like PlayStation that's collecting dust <laughs> and then sigh and then go back to adding keyframes. Mm-hmm. The irony is that, yeah, since starting to help out with this YouTube channel and podcast and whatnot. I really am playing games a lot less. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. There's that. Uh, for, but it's, for channels, uh, speaking of, for channels yeah, that deal ahead. a lot with games, we don't play a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And uh, I mean, I'm trying to, and it's, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, it's, 
just I've got a full time job and then that kind of stuff. But speaking of playing games, uh, have you been playing anything lately that you'd like to share with us? So I just finished Devil May Cry five earlier mm-hmm. last week. Uh-huh. Uh, and God, it's it's absolutely my favorite Devil May Cry out of the entire series. Mm-hmm. Just uh, like not to say that it's a perfect game. I do think there's some flaws to it, but uh, the story for as cheesy as it was, was it had a bigger impact on me than any of the other games or any like action uh, slash, you know, hack and slash type of game like Devil May Cry. Right. Like old- what was it? So I don't know a whole lot about it besides just seeing a little bit of gameplay here and there. But story wise, like what's the that we, I mean, not spoilery at all, but what's the kind of gist of the story that hits you so much harder than the other ones? Uh, OK, so trying not to get <laughs> spoiled. Like, that's the thing is like when you describe what the yeah. plot is, it's like another demon has come and he opened a portal to hell. Stop him. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, it, Which you can relate to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clear. I've done it four or five times by now. It's true. Easy. Just review a game and it closes itself. Mm-hmm. There you um, go. No one's gonna get that. That's my Doom reviews. In case you're wondering. <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's just more of I felt like the characters this time around uh, felt a, a lot less um, quip dispensers. Because mm. that's basically what Dante is throughout the like most of the series is just like walk into boss fight. Oh, you're a dog. Come on, I'll take you for a walk. And like <laughs> he just like yeah, he, he's just he just quips that like that's most of his character. But this one was actually a few moments where you actually see the like when when the well uh, I'm trying to remember if I could swear on this one. <laughs> I can edit it out if not, what, but there you when, go. When the crap hits the fan, um, yeah, that yeah, crap yeah. always when, when the crap fans. hits the fan, uh, you actually see Dante drop that sort of outer, like that outer quip, def- like defense mechanism he has, mm-hmm. and actually get serious. It's the one time hmm. where you act, you actually get a gun without having like a big showy moment. Because normally, when he gets a new weapon, a new gun, and whatever, he does like a like i'm sure you've seen clips of the michael jackson dance thing when he gets the hat right uh-huh yeah yeah, yeah. that's what he normally does when he gets a new weapon but it at, towards the end of the game he gets a new weapon he just grabs it and he goes it's mm. just like this is bad i gotta go and it was like a nice refreshing moment it was like oh they actually gave yeah. him a little bit of depth how nice <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like, it reminds me i don't know if you've watched this show at all but the show psych um yes so that there was an episode in season three, which for anybody that doesn't watch Psych, like who cares about this <laughs> sentence? But <laughs> anyways, uh, there was an episode in season three where like Sean, the main character, all of, like felt this whole time like a very just goofy, kind, almost too lighthearted guy. And then all of a sudden there's an episode where it's like, oh, no, like there's always this like serious fear and stuff beneath kind of the not persona, but the you know the front that. that he puts on yeah yeah exactly yeah. and then like that kind of thing just even gives depth to prior episodes where you realize like this person it has a deeper layer we just don't aren't seeing it yet it's you know like knowing there's a cake under the icing or something like yeah. that i don't know well, it's 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 a it's a super important thing to do with your characters yeah. it's, it, you know mm-hmm. it we you always talk about one-dimensional characters or flat characters and that's when their their quips are what define them and you don't get to see them being human beings with mm-hmm. like 
feeling pain and like anguish and then you know it's when you start connecting those dots in the characters where they're putting up this front because they're desperately trying to protect something deep in them that they don't want other mm-hmm. people to see and then that's when people can relate because you yeah. know that's we all most people put up a front a we've all got a little bit of chandler being in us yeah <laughs> we all have a little chandler in us uh <laughs> And so when you when you break down that barrier, it's like when you actually get to see who that person is and Devil May Cry, Mm. this last one was the first time that I actually started seeing these characters be more than action hero quip dispensers. Yeah. And so that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like still the lines and everything are very cheesy, very anime. But at the same time, I appreciated like starting to break down that barrier to actually see character. Yeah. And that's a good game because I feel like, in a, you know, like Sonic type games, he's a similar kind of character where it's just like a bunch of quips and stuff. But you also don't necessarily, at least for me, I, I guess I don't I haven't played barely any Sonic games, but I don't feel like I would necessarily care about having that much depth come out of Sonic because it's like, that's maybe not what it is. But for something like Devil May Cry, that seems like pretty important eventually to have yeah. that. We don't need to see the inner turmoil of Mario. <laughs> Like right. we don't need we, we don't need that. Like although when that movie comes out, maybe we will. Maybe we will. But he's just what he's just sick of it, and he just goes, "You what, Bowser? I'm gonna kill you this time. I, I'm I'm gonna kill you this time. This yeah. time you will die." Peach is really sick of it, and she's like, "No, I mean like I'm not that sick of it. No, Peach is really sick of it. Like, all right, goodness. <laughs> oh, that would be totally. <laughs> I would to- yeah, it totally, would. totally be down. Man, good stuff. Um, also, I forgot to mention why AJ isn't on the podcast. I just realized this. Oh. Uh, AJ's at PAX, so there you go. There was that. Yeah. Um, which we're not at PAX, but that's why he's not here. I was. The end. I was supposed. <laughs> I was supposed to go, but uh, then I had to drop five hundred dollars on a suit for my wedding. So. Yep. Yeah. I mean, which one's really more, you know, important though when you think about it? Well, Bob and AJ were pitching the idea. <laughs> <laughs> that I should get married at PAX and have PAX sponsor it. And I was, and, and you know what? Alyssa, Alyssa was, she was playing around with the idea. Like we were close, but, uh-huh. uh, but ultimately in the end, uh, I decided to, uh, I guess, hang out with my parents instead. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, you know, probably the better choice, all things considered. Yeah. I mean, but how fun would that have been? Yeah. It's okay. They'll buy me Man, a beer. Like- They'll be fine. Yep, there you go. Um, I'll talk about a game that I've been playing too. So this is actually one that, this is the first review copy of anything that I've ever gotten, which is a whole Ooh. lot of fun. Um, I wasn't, so, because the only videos that I do are, you know, so I'm on the podcast and then do the eShop window things so far. Although there'll be a little bit more about that that we'll talk about here in a, in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, so that said, I had already mentioned it in an eShop window video and blah, 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 and the embargo wouldn't have been up in the right time. So in any case, this is the place that I'll be able to talk about that. So here is um, some stuff about Windscapes, which is, so it's an indie game um, from, oh man, uh, Heads Up Studios is the publisher, and I forgot, I need to look up who the developer is, but in any case, it's an indie game, and it's kind of like sort of an indie Skyrim meets Zelda, sort of, um, which sounds oh, really cool. I saw you post but, a little bit about this. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's so I'll I'll say a bunch of things about it. Um, 
it does some of the things that it does pretty well, but it's it's kind of shallow in in a lot of the areas where it touches on a whole lot of different things, but doesn't really dig in on a good number of them, which isn't necessarily bad because it's kind of a more bite-sized game anyway. But instead of being a bite-sized game where it's like a really compact experience in a short amount of time, it kind of feels like it's trying to be fairly sprawling but is is just a little bit spread thin because of that. So specifically oh. some of the things, um, which isn't, again, it's not necessarily bad. Like I'm having a fun time. There was a, a short window of time that I wasn't having a, a great time with it, but I'll get into that in a second too. Um, the, the art style is kind of like a sort of a polygonal meets, meets like runescape and, um, almost like wind waker sort of thing. So it's kind of cell shaded, but with more of the shapes of like a runescape polygonal kind of thing. I, I, which can't, I, even, know, I can't even put that together without. I know. <laughs> I'd have to see because I'm like, that sounds like it looks gross. <laughs> it does. It's uh, it's honestly like most of it's pretty um, kind of just basic looking, but it's like they did well with what they, with kind of just going stripped down on purpose instead of trying to make it look, you know, realistic and then, and then having it not yeah, it, yeah. it just looks like it's specifically doing the art style that it's doing so i think it's actually it's doing a good job at that um and it's it's nice to look at most of the time and um but so there's stuff like you can in the similar way to skyrim you know you go around and you can harvest materials and you can craft things so like you can make swords and armor and um uh magic spells and stuff like that which is all really cool there's the kind of again the shallow sort of side of that is once you've like made there's only a couple different things that you can do with iron for example so once you've yeah. made the couple the two you know a, an iron blunt like hammer thing and an iron sword and an iron armor there's really nothing else that you need to do with armor so it's not like something where you need to save up certain items to try to figure out what's best to use them in because you're pretty much going to be using them in just the one thing that you're going to be using it in so kind you know of, whether it's ingredients yeah very yeah, like minecrafty where it's like you get to iron level so you use iron and then you, a little bit above that is you know diamond whatever yeah exactly yeah. um which yeah isn't isn't necessarily bad um because it's pretty straightforward at that point like once you know i've got all the iron stuff you just don't need to worry about harvesting iron anymore yeah however that's something that like i kind of like kind of min maxing in some ways so i kind of like having that thing of like i'm not sure what i should do with this like should i save it up for this like so i have a lot of it to use on this bigger weapon or just go ahead and use what i have on this smaller weapon that i can use now or that kind of stuff is fairly fun um but as far as it being so that's some of the bits there and it's fairly linear there's kind of a couple side quests here and there that i've run into but for the most part it's fairly straightforward um and i've only gotten to the third of i think five areas from what i can tell and the first area was really cool it was kind of just like i mean a grassy medieval sort of uh landscape and yeah standard beginning level exactly yeah, yep. like, and so grass like planes and suspense and it is what it is <laughs> uh-huh and like castles and that kind of stuff yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know straightforward and good the second area well actually i'll skip the third area is like mines and stuff so that's fun because like a lot of corridors and hallways and dungeons and things um but the second area was a desert area which i Ooh. couldn't tell during the time if it was sparse on purpose because it's a desert or if it was sparse because 
they had done the first area and that was fairly you know steaming with things and the steaming teeming <laughs> with things well it's kind <laughs> of steaming <laughs> i guess um and then you know i couldn't tell if the desert area was like yeah they were trying to leave it sparse because it's a desert or because it was just accidental and you know an oversight but luckily having gone to now the third area that's it's back to being fairly you know compact and feeling uh more fun where you're doing things most of the time yeah. instead of like running across expanses of desert and whatnot so if you're if you're making a game i, I feel like this is just something we all need to agree on is let's just not do desert levels anymore. <laughs> let's just cut them out. Like, or do the thing in Breath of the Wild where you can ride on the sand seals. Like, that's fun. Like, make yeah. a gimmick out of it when you do it. But for the most part, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, it, like, I mean, if you're going to do a desert level, just just skip the exploring the desert. Like, in real life, mm-hmm. no one wants to explore a desert. <laughs> in, in, in game, I don't want to explore a desert. I want to just jump to the temple or the pyramid or whatever themed thing, Egyptian thing you have. And let's just, <laughs> let's just start there. Just start yeah. me there. Yeah. So that's a very good point. Um, so, yeah, I think that was, that was a bit of a slub so far mm-hmm. where it was. Uh, I'll also say combat wise, it's really straightforward, maybe a little too basic, but not it, you know, it's fine. It just, it, it's just kind of a hack and slashy sort of thing. The enemies have very predictable kind of movement and not hack and slashy in like a muso kind of game, but just in like, I've got a sword and I'm going to hit the sword button and then you hit the sword button or the block button. Yeah. And that's just about it. So, um, but all that to say, it's, it's not like a crazy, you know, like wowing experience and but it is fun so if you like like skyrim type stuff and the dungeons actually some of them have some pretty fun puzzles and a little bit of backtracking type things but not too much um and it's it's nothing super complicated either but it's i'm having fun for whatever that's worth like i just keep coming back to that word because i'm i'm enjoying my time and when i pick it up i'm like yeah i'll play some more of this well that's um, which that, is that's, good. All, that's what gaming is right like we're yeah i mean it all began is just a way to have fun so at the very mm-hmm. least if the game can provide you a fun experience it's done its job yep <laughs> it, it, it did it if it, it th- then you start getting up into like well the story moved me as well and the graphics works and well, whatever mm-hmm. it, if you're having fun that's the point yeah and I think uh, I should check real quick because this is probably important information. I want to say it's probably $20, I'd guess, which for the length, I haven't actually even checked how long I've put into the game so far, but I guess probably in the like 10-ish hour vicinity. What's it called um, again? It's called Windscapes. Windscapes. And, or Windscape. Uh, and I'm going to check really quick how much it costs so that people can know. But yeah, I'd say if you're into like the skyrim kind of thing and a little bit of zelda you know puzzle dungeon type stuff then you'll probably enjoy it and i'm about to know what the price is but it didn't scroll down just far enough um okay yeah 19.99 so it's 20 dollars. i was right i could have even not looked it up and been fine (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah that's that's about it i i might do AJ and I were toying around with the concept of maybe doing like a little let's play video just to put up on this channel. So not on the uh, Fanatics 4 channel, but just on on the Directly to You channel. So that mm-hmm. might happen. You can be on the lookout for that. Or if not, I'll tweet whether or not that happens, I guess. 
but yeah that's what i've been playing all right yeah i I mean i'm looking at it now and i'm like it does look like a polygonal runescape (laughs) wind waker like i I don't know what it's it's interesting it's weird because it to me it looks like it's treading on the line of being like a really good aesthetic but also a really bad aesthetic and i don't know what to think about it i honestly like that's i kind of feel the same way and and i don't know i i just don't know yeah because <laughs> i i remember i i showed one of my one of my friends and he was like oh yeah that looks good because when i told him about it he was like yeah i don't know um but then he saw it and he was like yeah that looks good but then i'm often on between certain things like I feel exactly the same way where I just can't fully tell, like, do I really enjoy what this looks like or not? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, but, if, uh, if, if, I mean, it, I guess look it up and if you're like, Oh, that looks pretty. Then there you go. It looks pretty. <laughs> yeah. There you go. If it, if it, if it's satisfying to your eyeballs, then pick it up mm-hmm. for $20. And if it doesn't spend $20 and take someone out for lunch. <laughs> True. Be a good friend. <laughs> Indeed. But yeah, that's uh, that's about all that we're playing, I guess. Um, so now we're going to move on. We're going to do things in a bit different order this time than we have some other times. or Because rec- recently we've been doing pretty much what we've been playing and then talking about news and then talking about videos and stuff after that. Yeah. But uh, Dan, you just put out a video a couple days ago that mostly when we talk about our videos it's just fun ideas that we have and, and stuff, which is a lot of fun to watch and a lot of fun to make. But not necessarily crazy impactful in in a lot of ways but you made a video that was uh very impactful and important so i wanted to spend some time talking about that and giving you a platform as well to just us to yeah air out those thoughts and etc etc yeah i mean uh just so people know what uh what the video was about uh i've been essentially working for youtube channels for about eight years now uh, maybe a little, I think I, I have to go back. I started in about 2012. So just under eight years, I'm on my eighth year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when I started, it was back, uh, I started with the fine brothers, uh, then moved to a channel called TGN squadron rip TGN squadron <laughs> with that closed last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then now I'm editing game theory and it's interesting because you watch a lot like whenever you watch a a, a video of a, a YouTuber ranting about the platform or anything, it's very much on their own perspective because like mm-hmm. they're the face of the channel. They're, you know, they're the people that the people want to listen to. Yeah. Um, but not a whole lot of people kind of talk about how those issues then also affect everyone that works for the creator Mm -hmm. um and having been at the fines for four years it wasn't until right before i left when it started becoming more well known that i even existed and worked there um Mm -hmm. with staff reacts so like a lot of the employees and there's don't get me wrong in when i say like oh no, every single person that works for a YouTuber wants to be in the spotlight. There are some that do and there's some that don't, right? Um, But not a whole lot of them get a chance to air their grievances because when algorithms change and 
demonetization randomly shows up one month and then suddenly you know the people you know signing your paycheck suddenly don't have as much money and they still have to sign their paycheck and it's kind of like well what what happens you know uh yeah. in in the case uh i i don't talk about this in the video and i i try to carefully tread the line because there are nda stuff <laughs> that i can't talk about and then there's stuff i can clearly talk about but mm-hmm. um tgn squadron was very much a victim of the algorithm shifts like when i joined it was doing really really well like it was just it was continually building they're able to bring more talent on such as myself but then the algorithm started shifting that when you had a poor performing video it hurt you it had a bigger impact on the searchability of your next video Hmm. Uh, that change was starting to roll out when i joined and we were doing live streams which YouTube wasn't ready for when it implemented that algorithm shift. <laughs> and so when we had a bad stream, the like it just it just started falling slowly apart. Just each every stream, if it to the point where I was on I think I was on three streams when I started. And I literally was just kind of phased out. Like it was just wow. it was just one month. I had zero streams that month. Like all the shows I was in were cut because they were they were underperforming and we weren't doing a you know it wasn't being seen by people. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, okay, I guess I'm I guess <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> um, but uh, thankfully, I had game theory to lean back on. So the whole video is very very personal and it's very very. Um, it took me a month to do this because uh, one thing I didn't want this video to do was shine a bad light at the Fine Brothers or Game Theory and MatPat because that's not the problem. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, that's that's not where... This is a systematic problem. This isn't... Uh, like, me doing an exposure video would accomplish nothing. And, and, there, right. and there isn't much there to do. <laughs> Plus, I want to keep my job at the end of the day. So, True. Um, you know, the whole process, it, it it took a long time to do because one, when I wrote the script, uh, I talked immediately to Matt because like as the dude that's signing my paychecks and as someone that I consider a good friend, I want to make sure he's prepared for anything and that I'm not crossing any lines. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's writing the script, making sure he's good with it. And then um, I recorded it. And then I went, crap, how do I visualize 90% of this video? Because you can't just, I, I, I you can't just slap gameplay in there. No, nah, just man, get some gameplay of Spyro going and you're good to go. I mean, I, <laughs> hey, if I was a lesser editor, you know, I would have just, <laughs> I wouldn't have wrote, wrote a script. I would just sat and played a game, record the gameplay and then just yell uh-huh. a bunch. And, and like, because there are rant videos like that and they're terrible. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I th- it's it's a really big problem. And in, in the fact that a lot of what I talk about is mostly what you've already heard. But my goal was to show that uh, these problems run deeper. And mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, you could always just think that oh, a creator's channel failed in the algorithm and then went down, that's just kind of natural selection. But, like, there comes a point 
where this plot where it changes from oh it just sucks because of natural selection to like killing off like careers and killing jobs and killing livelihood where it goes from just kind of like a black and white well guess you didn't do well enough to a more gray area of like well that creator didn't do well enough but that kind of sucks for everyone that was working hard for that mm-hmm. and now don't have jobs uh one of the big examples i use in there uh was little things um which was a production company for facebook that over like i think a year and a half they skyrocketed just huge astronomical numbers mm-hmm. uh and they were you know they're bringing a bunch of money they had a bunch of people employed and then the Facebook changed how the newsfeed worked, and it they they shut down in a month after that change. Yep. And that's that that and part of it is again there's this level of like well the algorithm shifted and they didn't uh, adjust so sucks sucks that they didn't shift hard enough. But mm-hmm. also how can you not feel for like those hundreds of people that like went to work that day and went oh I don't have a job. Mm-hmm. And good, there's a good chance that I, I mean I don't know where Little Things was based out of, but if it was based out of L.A., those people are screwed. Yeah, like L.A. is not cheap, and that's where most of these YouTube companies function out of because that's where the entertainment industry is, and it just gravitated everyone there. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think in a living wage in la you have to be making about 30 bucks an hour oh my goodness yeah it's it's insane it's painful and it's 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 a it's a really difficult topic to talk about and yeah most everyone has been super supportive um i think it was especially good to hear about it just in the things you were saying just now too you talk about how like youtubers have talked about this or you know but mostly in those cases, it's the people who are the face of the thing talking about the thing, which, I mean, you just said. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that seeing you, who is not the face of the thing, is is meaningful because it, it could be very easily perceived that if Matt Pat talks about it, that he's just, you know, somebody could be like, oh, well, he's just trying to get more people to watch his videos and like throwing a pity party for himself, you know, which is yeah. not the case at all. Like, I, you know, from the bits that I know that you've said and just seeing stuff of his i know that's not the case but it could easily just be assumed like oh they're just trying to get more exposure and be like nobody's watching my videos anymore which again is not the case but saying it from your perspective as to someone who's not in front of all those people and just wants people to know that it's important for not just that one person because they have a huge ego, but because there's a bunch of people's livelihoods at stake. Like you said, that's yeah, just really important and kind of, you know, shows that it's a bigger issue than just people. I think the biggest point that you said that really stuck with me too, is that is comparing the, um, the ad payout of YouTube versus the ad payout of TV and how like our, our eyes are worth 10 times less comparatively, which is that's yeah, that's really impactful to think about like what in the world (laughs) it's, it's insane. And I think one of the big, I I mean, it's, it's one of the shocking like aspects of doing this, the research on this. Well, I mean, it's research I've been doing for a while because Mm -hmm. 
now now starting into my 30s i'm having all of these fun like what the hell am i doing with my life good <laughs> lord um yeah all of these moments and i started like thinking of like well do i move on like do i do i just mm. up and leave youtube and like try to break into the main entertainment industry and just you know shut down my channel and all this sort of stuff which there are Alyssa won't let me shut down my channel. Uh, she's very like, no, you have to keep going because it will be something. And I'm like, okay, fine. Um, <laughs> but like, make if just making that shift over to the editor union, like, if mm. I could start landing union jobs and everything, like, it doubled. My, like, my yearly income doubles. Yeah. Like, it, it maybe even triples. Like, the, the thought of like going from making five figures. Um, that basically the rest of the community, like anyone else working a full time, usually sticks in those five figures. But the idea that mm -hmm. within a year, if I just land the right jobs, I can make it six figures is insane. Yeah. Um, and I and th this especially this is where, living out in California, where yeah. that does make a difference. <laughs> yeah. And then again, this, you know, the moment that I mentioned six figures, this is one of the parts of the video that I'm like, I was really anxious about is like the moment I say, like, I could be making six figures is the mm. moment that you have everyone else go, OK, well, then screw this, dude. I don't care. Yeah. And and <laughs> to to that but the point is, you don't necessarily want to do that as you know, it's like in some regards do you have the option you know like i think that's yeah. the problem with the industry as it is within youtube is that the way it's looking it might just not even be an option to continue to do things this way anymore depending on how stuff pans out and that really sucks especially when it's something that obviously everybody who's watching your video cares enough about because it's a community that we're all a part of as of yet <laughs> yeah well also mm -hmm. i think i think one of one of the hardest parts is for someone that doesn't understand the industry and everything is like and i got this comment a couple days ago and i was like oh i can't wait to address this uh in my future community show um is like oh you're just another money grabbing you just want more money and i'm like mm. who doesn't want more money <laughs> Are you kidding? We live in a capitalistic society. I want right. to make more money. I want you to make more money. I want mm -hmm. people to be making money so they feel like they can afford stuff. Yeah. And, and like, that, it's just, especially it, it, with a family and like, yeah, that's just, I mean, you're about to be married and like, that's just important. It, I, like, <laughs> I can tell you right now is like what I'm making with, with game theory and YouTube and all this sort of stuff. I can't have a kid. I can't support a kid. Yeah. And I don't think enough people kind of, because I didn't want to reveal how much I was making a year in the video because, uh, I, I just, it's, it's a, yeah. it's a very uh, difficult situation. You don't talk <laughs> openly about your salary. You just don't. Yep. That's just normal. <laughs> it's just, it's just normal. It's something that shouldn't be normal, but it's normal. And, right. but like, I can tell you that if I had a kid, like, my entire life would have to completely shift and I would I, I would probably leave YouTube and go do mm -hmm. commercial because there is a lot of money in editing commercials like mm -hmm. a lot of money. Um, So like it's it's it just it blows my mind when someone says like, oh, you just want to make money. It's like, yeah, no, no crap, dude. <laughs> and if you're not making enough to live, I want you to make more money. Right. Like. <laughs> 
it's yeah no it's it's crazy and i mean but i think i guess one question too just on a slightly different side of it is like what because you mentioned some things that kind of we can we can do to further this but like what are some things that anybody listening and myself included can do to fix it i guess like that's a really big question to ask even but like i don't know yeah it's it's tricky because uh it's it's not an easy easy thing like i I say this Mm -hmm. in the video it's not an easy fix like it, it takes a lot of effort for uh on everyone's part because ultimately if we want things to change we need the audience to change it because we're dependent on them mm-hmm. uh one argument that was made in the comments was just saying well why doesn't you you guys should just start a competitor to youtube like that's the solution and i'm like it's been tried it's been tried multiple mm. times to start a new youtube there was one that was supposed to be uh community funded like the idea of you watch a like video like a patreon but for youtube like that kind of a thing the idea the how it worked was there weren't ads and what you would do is instead when you watch the videos if you liked it you could throw in like 50 cents to a dollar to that creator like you you would create the cpm through Mm -hmm. the people right and it it was it was really good it had a lot of movement behind it but the audience didn't move from youtube Mm -hmm. right so the biggest argument uh like if we want to start a new platform, a new competitor to YouTube, we need the audience to then support that too. They need to move with us because if they don't move with us, then YouTube still has the power. So really for the audience and for the people listening, like the best you can do is first remember there's a team and like, you know, thank the team. Uh, Like I said that we, uh, we love reading comments about like parts that are, that we worked really hard on. And you're like, Oh, the Mm -hmm. intro was so cool. We love that. Um, (laughs) But just remember that there's a team. And secondly, um, you you have to show some restraint on not clicking on like obvious clickbait. And you need to show (laughs) you need to show support for the quality, the the stuff that you want to see on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, And then on our creator end is we, you know, that's where we come in. We have to shift to match what they want, what the audience wants and so on and so forth. But, like, if you want this platform to be Logan Paul videos and only Logan Paul videos, then by all means, continue watching Logan Paul. (laughs) But if you want to see quality and you want to see this become a place where you could watch really cool shows, you need to support things like like Game Theory, where we work our butts off. And I know that's that's a very selfish thing to say, but, like, (laughs) come on. Uh, Uh I, I work too hard for you to be like, that's not good. Uh-huh. Sure, we might we might nest and sands it every now and then, but like we're not that we we're not, we don't we don't fall off the train that much. Um but like you want to put quality first. Support animators, support like the sh- the shows that you feel put more time and effort and thought rather than they threw a camera on one dude and then that person went and did stupid crap for about an hour and then they cut it down. Yep. It is funny. I was talking to my wife the other day about just YouTube stuff or whatever. I tweeted this earlier today too. Oh, it was yesterday. It was last night. We were talking about YouTube and Twitch and stuff like that. And she was like, I mean, I've seen channels with as few as like 
400,000 subscribers have their people go full time. And I was like, we live in two very different YouTube worlds. Because <laughs> yeah. like for <laughs> 400,000, yeah. I was like, goodness, that is that's a lot of people <laughs> yeah whereas yeah. for her like that's very much the lower end i mean she doesn't watch logan paul but you know like uh, beauty bloggers and all that kind of stuff more along those lines are just like you know the quintessential just blogger youtuber type people um but yeah it's man which again i mean that's absolutely fine yeah no, but i think be- you're right like support what you want to see more of yeah and uh, hey beauty beauty uh vloggers they they got it good they have their system mm-hmm. is very sound in the fact that mm-hmm. you know they start with makeup tutorials and when they get big enough they get to open up a line they have that that's actually a very interesting and good career path off of youtube hmm that's a good point yeah yeah that's one of the few ones that i would say like if you wanted to get into beauty youtube's a very good step towards that uh, hmm. But if you want to get into entertainment and like that sort of thing, yeah, uh, it it's one of those things where you have to look at YouTube and go like, well, it's a it's a good stepping stone, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which is which which is always kind of been a mentality for a lot of employees that work in YouTube that are trying to get into the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. But as I started doing more and more YouTube, I was like, I really wish this could be this could be an end stop for a lot of people. Right. I think what's like thinking about it as well, um, you know, cable TV and that kind of stuff is dying off pretty much. Yeah. I mean, or it's, it, it, I don't think it ever will fully, but it's, it's, you know, on the way in any case, in some regards, and it'll at least slow down a good chunk, but like subscription service, you know, like Netflix and Hulu and all that kind of stuff is going really well. And, I mean, you know, from the little bits that I know as to who I am and not somebody in the industry or anything right. like that. But in any case, it seems like at some point, I wonder if those kinds of networks or whatever you want to call it, I guess, would pick up to the fact that like, oh, there's people who watch YouTube for a really long time. And maybe some of these shows, instead of YouTube starting their own YouTube Red and like, taking a platform that's not paid and turning it into something that's paid, which is good, but also like just not, uh, I mean, it's kind of like the Nintendo online subscription service thing, like taking something that was not paid for so long and turning it paid is just going to make a lot of the people bitter. Um, as opposed to if there was, if in the same way, eh, I have an example, but it's not relevant here, but in any case, um, If there was a YouTube, like if Netflix and YouTube were just affiliated together in some way and, you know, owned by the same parent company, even maybe, I don't know, maybe that would be awful. But um, if shows from one, you know, it could evolve into being a full time show on the other and then be supported like that. Like, I don't know, that would be awesome. There, but yeah, there's been there's been a lot of attempts. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, God, I'm totally nailed it uh no not it's not nailed it no get out haters i put it in my video and i totally forgot about it <laughs> and i'm totally forgetting her name colleen Beringer. i think i think mm-hmm. i just slaughtered her last name uh dope but she she's she, really mad at you yeah <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> i'm very proud of you but i'm sorry <laughs> um uh she had a netflix show for a while Miranda Sings, there it was. God, that took me way hmm. too long. But Miranda Sings <laughs> uh, transitioned on YouTube, and it didn't work. Grace Helbig hmm. had her own show on, uh, 
God, what was it? It wasn't E, was it? I think it was. Or, that or Bravo. It was one of the more entertainment okay, uh, right. gossipy sort of things. She had a show on there. That didn't take either. Um, hmm. And so, there's been a lot of attempts. All, both the Fine Brothers shows only lasted one season. Even That's react, true, yeah. React to that was just dumped in a week. Like Nickelodeon just wanted to dump those episodes out and be done, <laughs> which sucked because that was that was looking that that show in particular was looking real good for me mm-hmm. as like yeah. as like their uh, most veteran editor at the time and everything it was like that's probably where i can probably start going uh mm-hmm. and then when that 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 died real fast i was like i guess i'm not going that way uh. um there it's just liza koshi right now i think is kind of our biggest hope right now Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, even and, and and Lily sings to to agree to a degree too because she's moving on to host one of one of the late night shows. Like those two are kind of like our hope to show that. Oh, Alyssa just reminded me. There's one person that's actually doing it and freaking killing it. Uh, so Liza mm-hmm. Koshi, Lily sings. They're great examples of YouTubers tra- transitioning, and they're a big light. Um, Olin Rogers. Oh yes, Final Absolutely. Space. Final yep. Space is incredible. And I have a friend that did uh, work, music stuff with him, and so he's doing a little bit of the music for Final Space, which is really fun. And I'm like, good job, man. Yeah, uh, that's all. That's my that's my whole tie to that. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, that's it's better than I have. I met him at VidCon once. Um, Olin, nice. Olin Rogers is like he hit the final space is so well thought out and it got mm. renewed. Like that one, if that succeeds, I don't see why YouTube is not going. Like, holy crap! Look what it came from our site. Uh huh. But it's because he wasn't like. Like Olin Rogers, I feel like his his audience just wasn't as big enough as someone like Liza Koshi or Lily Sings. He was a big part of the platform, but like, I mm. he never. I, I guess, I I mean, from my perspective, he he never he wasn't ever on YouTubers React when I was at the right. Fines, which was a way of it kind of signaling like maybe the rest of the, uh universe isn't on board yet or maybe he was yeah. i can't remember my point is i love olin rogers and he's a freaking <laughs> beautiful man and i'm so proud of him even though i i ha- like i don't know if he'll accept my pride but i hope he mm-hmm. does like i'm so happy he's out there he gives me hope that i can do something so that rant over <laughs> mm-hmm. man we could talk yeah. this for, about this forever. I don't know if you yeah. want to move on or not, but no, yeah, we'll go ahead and move on, I guess. But that's uh, man, such great thoughts. If if anybody who's listening hasn't watched uh, hasn't watched Dan's video, definitely go do it and share it and please and all share that stuff. It. Just because it's something, yeah, like it's something that is not talked about enough or really at all. I feel like from your perspective, Dan, and so um, just something that needs to get out there more yeah. than it has so far i i, um, I didn't put mid rolls yeah. on it so i'm not making money off it <laughs> just, in case nice. you're wondering like he just wants me to share it so he can make some some money it's no nah, no nah, there's no mid rolls yeah. i'm not making money there you go that's the that's the thing man Ooh, yeah um well cool yeah let's 
again, everybody go watch it and then we'll move on from that and talk about some other things as well. Um, the next thing is actually, this is a, a short little thing, but wanted to give everybody in here a heads up. So also a little bit businessy, I guess, in some regards. Mm-hmm. As of next week, I'm actually not going to be doing the eShop window videos anymore. <clears throat> um, I'd been doing those for, uh, I don't know, the past since, since I started doing the videos. Um, but instead, I'll actually probably be moving over to doing like action points, like the regular videos that AJ and Logan make instead, which is cool. Um, <laughs> Ooh, moving on, yeah. moving on up Parker getting indeed. Getting and so that, I guess some of the, money. <laughs> <laughs> some of the <laughs> background behind that too. I mean, it's, mm. I, I mean, everybody will just find out when they watch it, but just to give some of the background, um, I really hadn't done a whole lot of video stuff. I've done a lot of audio editing and recording and stuff prior to, prior to doing stuff with this channel, but um, not a lot of that. I just hadn't put it into practice in the video context and some of it transferred across, but it kind of was taking a while. And so it lucked out that I was able to do something that allowed me to progress. Like there was just no way to do an action point video without having some amount of editing abilities and that kind of thing. So it would have been jumping into the deep end at that point if I tried to do that straight away. And it was, I just didn't think I'd have enough time for it. Um, which is why we weren't doing the first place and then recommended doing the shop window video thing. And AJ was like, yeah, cool. Sure. Um, he's been super supportive with just kind of me learning through all this, but the reason I think we're partly not going to keep doing that is just it's it's hard to market week after week for one thing. Um, and I just don't know how interesting it'll continue to be all the time. So maybe we'll end up doing like a once a month sort of like here's all the the best games coming out next month, but maybe not even that. So just yeah, um, like yeah. A, a highlighting. Sure. But yeah, I, I could see how like weekly it's kind of like or, you know, it's it's an article somewhere you can look it up. <laughs> right <laughs> yep exactly not the, not the not the discredit anything you do because i really like your videos <laughs> well thanks i mean i think that's also why i've been you know i, I like trying to be entertaining as just a human in regular life because that's fun but that's why i tried to be sure to also be more entertaining than not in those videos just to you know so it's like people aren't they're maybe not coming back for all these games, but maybe a couple of them, but then hopefully just having a fun time, if nothing else. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's fun. That's just a little updatey thing. And uh, hopefully it's hopefully it'll turn out. OK, um, we'll see how that goes. I, 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 I'm sure I'm sure it'll be good, but I will be watching with very judgmental eyes. Don't worry. Oh, just like your parents in your apartment. Yeah, they're going to look at my disgusting sink and go. (laughs) 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 Are you also thinking of The Simpsons? Uh, I was thinking the sideshow Bob with the. Oh, right. uh, um, That's the one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Man, I love The Simpsons. All right. uh, Yeah, moving along into the news things. That's it for all that. Thank you, guys, everybody, for um just yeah let us going on that things. journey that was we, yeah. we, had, we had a lot we had to get off our chest oh uh, yeah a little more intense maybe than some other times but super important stuff to talk about and oh, everybody who's <laughs> listening probably cares in general so i think probably enjoyed it for that if you know n- nothing else than hearing uh your lovely voice and a little bit of mine oh, yeah <laughs> we, we we could do the asmr version of the podcast too later <laughs> if that'll help <laughs> I'll just overdub oh, that afterwards. 
that was <laughs> that was very appealing ASMR just there, Dan. Thanks yeah, so much. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> like it's my allergy because it's spring now and all the oh, pollen's man. getting in the air. I'm like, Ugh. I brought my dog to the vet this morning because she'd been having like a cough really bad for the past couple days and it sounded awful. Mm. And lo and behold, they were just like, yeah, it's seasonal allergies. I was like, <laughs> what? You kidding? <laughs> so yeah, they gave us some meds that'll make it a little bit better. But I was like, all right, at least they didn't charge too much. It was a hundred dollars with the meds included, which could have been a lot worse because pets you are sure? expensive. Yeah, but nevertheless, um, yeah. All right, news things. Here we go. Let's talk about video uh, games. Let's talk about video games and Nintendo and whatnot. So the first thing up uh, this weekend is PAX East, and which is, again, why AJ is not here. Um, and you can see, I don't know if AJ is going to be on the panel on Sunday with Bob and Will, but uh, maybe, you know, I don't know. I think uh, so. I, well, that was originally how it was going to get in, because originally it was supposed to be me on that panel. And uh-huh. so um, I, I think... Um, and we'll put heavy quotes on this. I think I might be showing up for that Sunday panel. <laughs> nice. You in the shape of AJ with his voice no, no, and no, thoughts. No, 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 you don't know. What? It's, what? it's, it's what? me. <laughs> ah, of course. Dan Seibert. <laughs> Perfect. I yes. love it. Uh, so yeah, everybody should tune into that. Uh, but some things that are happening at PAX, I, I do hate, it was actually really stressful getting this together for Thursday because normally on we record on Friday night and all the news is pretty much done by the time the regular work day is done on Friday. Whereas because, you know, it's not Friday yet, we're still getting little bits of news like trickling in there. So getting all the news together was kind of stressful. <laughs> but I'm sorry, um, I ruined things, it all. <laughs> Oh, oh no i don't i really don't care no, it and actually that, my turns parents out ruined it okay they can judge true. my sink but i judge their timing <laughs> it actually turns out great because this way my wife and i can play yoshi when it comes out tomorrow instead of oh, doing podcasty stuff yeah which is she doesn't play games very much at all but she's really excited about yoshi which is very exciting for me that we can play games together nice yeah um so one of the things that happened today which you and i <laughs> talked about very briefly before we went live was the gearbox presentation um so before we talk about the presentation just some of the tidbits of the the news and whatnot is we've gotten lots of teases of things that they'd be showing off of which they showed off plenty and one of which is borderlands 3 um they'd also tease some stuff from borderlands one and or two beforehand so we were like are we getting that on switch turns out we're not getting that on switch as of yet um although we are getting a uh, bullet storm duke of switch which is a uh, bullet storm and uh, with duke nukem in it i guess um coming to switch but then everything else is just going to playstation and xbox and stuff like that um Ooh. but yeah uh, let's talk about the presentation <laughs> a little bit you said you said you didn't get to watch any of I, it i've only heard about how terrible it was <laughs> it was it was a thing i mean even before so there were technical difficulties that happened um as there often are uh but even before that it was like a weird most of it was kind of fine ish just sort of boring presentation until randy you said his name before and i forgot pitch uh, Pitchford. i was gonna say like finger gun or something <laughs> randy finger gun pew <laughs> yeah there you go uh, so randy pitchford um 
he he came up and that was great and so he was got to talk about borderlands and stuff but the first thing he talked about was a borderlands board game and spent like 15 minutes doing a like low budget pen and teller type magic trick with cards from the board game that the whole time in the back of my mind as i was watching it i was like is he gonna is this gonna be like a sneaky reveal where he's like doing the magic trick but then all of a sudden it's gonna be like yeah and there's your card wait that's not your card that says borderlands 3 or something like that which would have been great and that which would have been great and that never happened <laughs> he just did a card trick with the game and he was like ah there you go that's it ah, of of the game i was oh, like good lord dude this is really awkward but it was like fun awkward so it was i'm sure everybody there was you know anticipating things and having a good time and I, I guess they also knew i didn't know the length of it ahead of time but it was like an hour presentation so you know they didn't they, they had to fill they time knew that it was still yeah exactly that sounds like padding to me <laughs> it was it was fun um but yeah then they announced uh, borderlands 3 but there were some technical difficulties and they had they played they tried to play a trailer it didn't work they had some people come back out on stage do some other things try to play a trailer again it still didn't work had people come back out and talk about stuff and just say what things they were most excited about in the you know remasters of the older games which all that was was well and good and then Mm -hmm. finally they showed the borderlands 3 trailer but it was like running weird and jittery and stuff and then they tried to play it again and it was still jittery and then finally they played it again a couple minutes later and it was all good but so people got to see the borderlands 3 trailer like two and a half times but everybody seemed excited to see it in any case oh man and luckily randy pitchford seemed in good spirits pretty much the whole time other than he was like well kind of wish we'd brought our own equipment and people were like boo and he's like no i mean pax was doing great but you know how these things go so that was he kind of put himself in a tight spot right there for a second (laughs) oh dude oh that hurts it hurts yeah it's it was it was a fun fun old time definitely worth watching if you are super bored and want to feel really awkward and don't want to watch the dinner night episode of uh or the dinner party episode of the office yeah Uh, it's (laughs) that it's i i kind of like i have live for these kind of like presentations but also mm-hmm. like there's another part of me that's just like this shouldn't be happening <clears throat> yep and that's it, it's so hard because i mean when you have technical difficulties you have te- technical difficulties there's nothing you can do about that right but you, you gotta like stop and ask yourself is a 15 minute card trick worth it right <laughs> Like you, you've got you. You have to stop and at least acknowledge that. Is everyone going to enjoy this? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Is that the, the answer. plain answer? That's the easy answer. And, and yeah, I exactly. Mean, just just to tie in real quick before we start talking, are, are we going to talk about Borderlands Three? Yes, because I need to talk. Right, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Uh, Do it. Well, uh, first, uh, I, I want to tie this also into the to Sony's direct earlier. Was it this right. week or last week? Uh, it, I think oh it was, man, it, pretty, it was this week, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, man, a lot yeah. of time. Yep, it yeah, was yeah, this yeah, Monday. Yeah, 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 look at that. <laughs> um, is that like when you're putting together these presentations? you're putting on a show Mm -hmm. 
And it is in your best interest as a company to not just dump things and 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 make it like you don't want to run your presentations like you run your uh, company wide fun meetings. And I put that in the heaviest of quotes because I've been a part <laughs> of those fun meetings. Oh, mm-hmm. God, cringe. You like <laughs> save that cringe for internal like your 15 minute card trick. That is great to do internally because everyone has to sit there and smile and laugh and go like they're getting paid to sit there and smile rather than paying for it themselves they're being paid you can do your 15 minute card trick who knows maybe it's going to do really well but when Mm -hmm. you're it is in your best interest for your sales to run your presentations like a solid show Mm -hmm. you know it's it's got to have a you know, it's got to be a slow build. There's got to be a climax to the show, a surprise, a twist or something. And then we end. And I mean, it's like a story, you yeah. know, like and same goes for if you're performing a concert or whatever, like same thing. It needs to have the same kind of flow where there's, you know, just a, an arc to it, essentially, as opposed to just jumping all over the place and be like, ah, we'll just. Put this stuff when we put it. I mean, like, look at Nintendo yeah. Direct. The last one was, like, perfect formula. Start off with a bang, end with a bang, and at some point you made it feel like it was over. Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. And then, then you have the big thing. It's an important thing because that's what that's what gets people hyped. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're, the directs, the everything, it's all about building hype. And if you run it like a solid show and you run it like a story, you're going to have better sales. Uh, yep. Because otherwise you're just, uh, yes, if you have a bad presentation, everyone's going to be talking about it on, you know, Twitter or whatever. And, you know, it's very true. There's no such thing as bad press. There is only like if they're talking about you. Great. Mm -hmm. So if you have a terrible, horrendous uh, presentation, at the very (laughs) least, everyone's going to be talking about them and it's going to be in their fort. You know, they're going to be thinking about it more. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to then go buy the game. They're going to have a they're going to have bad feelings towards that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's unfortunate to see that in the Gearbox presentation, technical difficulties, because what what can you do? (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, Which in in that case, all I can say is that if you're going to do a live show, have a plan B. And then have a plan C yeah. to that plan B. Uh, I mean, ha- what's interesting is I feel like that even with all that and like the fact that they decided to come back, it, it's sort of like I, I've been in seen some performances where somebody would like be playing a song, get through the first verse and mess up a bunch and be like, we're going to start that song again, which at first is like, that's really dumb. Like, just keep going. But sometimes at the same time, if it's done that much, but if it's like, it can give you the great performance the second time, like watching the Borderlands three trailer, the sec- the second and a half, you know, the final yeah, yeah. time that it actually ran great and stuff. It was a great trailer. So it was just like, all right, I'm, I'm perfectly fine in the end that they <laughs> played it again, instead yeah. of feeling a bit wishy-washy on this, like it was a good trailer, but it was all jittery. And like, I don't know what it really looks like is blah, blah, blah. So it was odd that like, even with all of that, I think it was the right choice for that last bit, but a lot of the middle was was not yeah. the best. <laughs> and, you know, part of me kind of thinks like, 
did did like I understand that Borderlands three one they wanted to make a big announcement for that, but did Gearbox really need an hour time slot? Right. I yeah, like I don't not. know <laughs> if that's hopeful on them or Pack said we're going to give you an hour and they went ah uh, uh, okay <laughs> we'll we'll do an hour. It sounds uh-huh. to me like they needed thirty minutes. Right, I would probably agree with that. I mean, honestly though, what presentation of anything could you not get done i I say this on a podcast that goes two hours most of the time but what amount of information could you not get like get out in 30 minutes i guess the the counterpoint would be just that like for the people live there it was i'd be curious to hear what their thoughts were because it wasn't just you know it's like a show as well as being just a here's some information to give you or whatever and for somebody like if i went to e3 and i kind of would actually like nintendo's presentation to be longer than and it's great that they have the tree houses for this reason i guess yeah um but i'd like their presentation to be longer than 25 minutes so that i can feel like i'm getting my money's worth for the thing that i really care about um but yeah not to say that it still wasn't a little bit awkward (laughs) as it was going through well i i think instinctually as someone that you know, as an audience member of someone that watched directs is like when you see a 30 minute direct, you go, oh, that's not long enough. I need more. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I, there's definitely a pressure to uh, sort of fulfill what people's expectations of like, well, if it's 45 minutes, like they know they're going to get a bunch of really good stuff. And mm-hmm. we as an audience got to realize if it's 45 minutes we might expect there to be a 15 minute car trick in the middle. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I think too, I mean like even directs a lot of times will have sizzler reels in them. And then sometimes yeah. it'll feel like there wasn't all that much in the direct. Sure. There was that sizzle reel that talked about all these things in the middle part, but I think we are so prone to liking the presentation aspect of it that I feel like, like the direct, uh, the E3 direct last year where they talked about smash bros for a billion hours if they had actually taken the sizzle reel that they took that had some new information in it and expanded that, then like it actually would have felt more impactful, even if it was the exact same amount of information, just watching like, oh, and Dragon Ball Fighters is coming instead of just seeing it and like, by the way, Dragon Ball Fighters, also, by the way, FIFA 19, you know, like going through these things, just taking that and expanding it would have felt like we're getting a little more bang for our buck. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Something I, th- along those lines. I, I think I think we got to. Um, you got to know when enough is enough because yeah. I remember the last Nintendo Direct with the or not because there was the Pokemon in between, but the last one that had Dragon, uh, Dragon Quest Eleven in it, and it just mm, had this yeah. thing where it just kept explaining like game <laughs> mechanics as though we were in the tutorial, and I'm like, this isn't, this is way too much for a game that's already been <laughs> out, man. Like right. I don't know which. Like, but I also got to acknowledge that that specific moment was not for me. <laughs> but, right. Yeah. And for some people, that was like super Im- important, actually. And one of the news things this week, not that we would spend a lot of time on it, but was talking about the different uh, new features that are coming in the the switch version yeah. that weren't in the other versions. So it's like, that's cool. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's uh, maybe spending a little too long in that instead of just going through and like kind of hitting the highlights like you get to do this and 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 then people can look more into that if they want to but you know yeah, maybe yeah. not take up the time of the thing um so 
on the Borderlands thing, I, I don't know what thoughts you specifically have on the game itself. I'm curious as well. So, and I'd like to hear those. I, I won't have a lot of them because I have never played a Borderlands game. But I'd also yes. be curious to hear your thoughts. We haven't heard any platforms from it. Uh, what chances at all do you think it would be on? Because I think it's a question that a lot of us would have. What chances do you believe that it would have to show up on Switch now, later, or never? I, I'm i going to go with a different option. I almost mm-hmm. wonder if it's going to be dependent on how well Bulletstorm uh, mm-hmm. Duke Edition mm-hmm. does. Um because I don't think there's nothing Gearbox on the Switch right now, right? I, I don't Not think there that is. I'm aware of. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. So I feel like they're testing the water with a port, which is inevitably a bad idea, uh, <laughs> especially especially Bulletstorm, which kind mm-hmm. it's got a very big cult following. But I know a lot of people are like, it's okay. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's Borderlands. Borderlands three. I think will eventually find its way on the switch. And that's mostly because if you look, you got to look at how many times borderlands two was ported to everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like after its release, it went to uh, like it started off at just PC or no Xbox 360 and PlayStation three. And then it went to PS4 and Xbox one and it went to PC and then they bundled in another like collection and like, and, uh-huh. and now it's now they're remastering Borderlands One, which I don't understand why that wasn't done already. But okay, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I think it will eventually find its way onto the Switch, but I don't know if Gearbox. Um, I, I I think Gearbox isn't quite ready. Mm-hmm. Is what it seems like, right? Um, which is. Which I guess is fair, ultimately, at mm-hmm. the end, because I'm, you know, with how the Wii and the Wii U went and the precedent that kind of sent with about, you know, uh, developing things for Nintendo hardware, it, it does take a little bit more internal uh, resources to get re- to start porting stuff over to Switch. That being said, mm-hmm. they're already too late and it should just be on the Switch. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. It is interesting. I mean, just because the amount of other games that we've seen sell so well on it or whatever, you'd think that that studios would be willing to learn from others success. But I could also see how they would want to experience that themselves before going actually going in on it. You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, I do think that's interesting. Yeah, I do think that Borderlands itself, its style, lends itself to downgrading gracefully. Mm, absolutely, yeah. Because uh, that's always the big uh, nervous part about it is that the fact that the Switch just isn't as powerful as the other systems. Yeah. Um, so it being... Um, so, like, it, how it's styled and everything, it's something that could downres and still look really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it is a bit more like cartoony it's and style shaded almost yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, yeah so i mean that's something i i definitely agree with that especially seeing the gameplay i'm actually really surprised that the borderlands i i'm not that surprised that well again they haven't announced what borderlands 3 is coming to or not but i it's been in development in five years. It's entirely likely that it's not coming to Switch immediately. Although, I mean, they could have taken some of that time to get a separate porting studio to do it. 
Um, you know, that's not impossible, but at that point you would assume they probably would have put one or two on there first. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's definitely, I don't know. It could go either way, but it's, um, I think what was interesting is thinking about that too, in comparison to, we got news yesterday, a couple days ago that Wolfenstein Youngblood is coming out, which I mean, Bethesda has been supporting the switch super well in general uh but that wolfenstein youngblood is coming to the switch day and date with all the other consoles on seven on uh, july 26th which i think is the same day as fire emblem three houses so that kind of sucks but mm. uh are, are, we, are we transitioning <laughs> it's to, like four days later just really quick are we transitioning well, to the next story both. not necessarily it's be, be, a little bit of both so um okay. i was i'm i'm curious just uh, like a broader topic on all of this is like at it Although, if you have more Borderlands thoughts, absolutely I do, go for I it. I do have, I, I have to do, we ha- do I have it. to talk a little bit about Borderlands in the fact that I'm, one, super pumped. After <laughs> watching that trailer, I'm like, hell yes. Um, uh-huh. Also, if you're wondering if you should buy the game, um, just watch the part where the gun has legs and then you should be sold. <laughs> that should be it. Pretty much. The one thing I love about Borderlands is they they embraced weird weapons so well so much better Mm. than any other game i've ever played so i'm excited i'm excited for guns that just walk and shoot it sounds amazing (laughs) we may now transition that was my only thing i needed (laughs) needed to get off my chest and i did love that gun i also loved the guy playing saxophone yes it was the bricks the brick sax solo was i need more of that in my life too yeah that's all it was very good so sold on the game man alive i'm i'm very excited for you um and if it does come to switch i will definitely pick it up to find out what it's like i suck at shooters but i also have not given them pretty much any time of day so you know whatever it happens. this is a more ca- <laughs> this one isn't like you don't have to be really good at shooting this can be very cool. much just like a it's more pve than it is pvp stuff so nice which is also like i um I know Fallout is also a shooter that's not really a shooter because it's not, you know, like a same kind of or it's same yeah, but different. Yeah. Um, and that's one that I'd very much like that to come to Switch so that I can give that a shot as well. But um, but yeah, I guess and on that topic of Bethesda and stuff. Um, so yeah, Wolfenstein coming. And so the bigger topic that I'm curious about with this that um, is just it was both surprising and not surprising to find out that wolfenstein youngblood was coming day and date to the switch with the other consoles obviously it was surprising enough that it made news a bunch of places yeah at what point do we think or at what point do we think it would happen or will it never happen that that's commonplace that like oh just everything pretty much besides exclusives will just come to all the consoles that's just normal i'm curious to hear your thoughts about that yeah and my, there you go yeah uh, my my thought on the whole thing is like this should set the standard like this is the standard now it should, mm-hmm. it should just all come out at the same time i mean if bethesda is pumping something out and releasing it the, all, all of it on the same day mm-hmm. like i've got to believe other studios with that kind of like that kind of uh manpower can do it yep and so now I, th- I I think this is the beginning of that standard being set. This is no longer like developing for the Nintendo Switch is no longer like developing for the Wii or the Wii U, where there's a weird gimmick or part to it that makes it more difficult to 
um, to develop before. Yes, you have mm-hmm. the docking situation and everything, but as we've seen, most of these third-party studios have no problem bringing their stuff over to the Switch. Yep. And I mean, even though the Switch has, you know, HD rumble or motion control or whatever, like those are things that various studios take or leave. And it's it's a perk if it's there, but it's not like anybody really cares, including Nintendo, obviously, if it's actually implemented or not. I think maybe for like ports of games, maybe they require some of that because that seems to be like, I don't know, we got a trailer for Sniper Elite two or something and mm-hmm. it mentioned that it had all those things so like maybe for something like that it's something that nintendo's like yeah go ahead and just throw in hd rumble but we've also seen we've gotten articles over the past couple months where a indie studio was like yeah it's really easy to do stuff in hd rumble so like yeah it's not like you said it's not like the wii where you have to implement this gimmick of full motion control like pointer controls like that's a really different thing yeah. than just tradi- what motion controls is now which a lot of consoles will use that in you know some way shape or form at some point yeah and i think i mean and this year is kind of when i think you're right that this is the game that hopefully will help set that precedent this and like doom eternal whenever that comes out are games that we so far haven't really seen whether m-rated you know quote-unquote grown-up games or whatever yeah sell as well if they're day and date you know on the switch as somewhere else because it just hasn't really been an option yet most like dark souls it was going to be day and date and then it wasn't and then some other ones just like it didn't you know happen so these ones will be kind of a tester in some regards i guess yeah but the the thing with um dark souls is i would argue that that was a new process that was starting right right because that 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 was Mm -hmm. still in year one right of the switch was um no it was that was last year so it was year two year two but i mean it was still yeah Uh, yeah you know a new process comparatively (laughs) yeah it's there was a standard set that nintendo stuff comes out after the main console or main Mm -hmm. consoles that's so dumb to say god it's see that's it's exactly the problem is that it that's ingrained in my head (laughs) in my head i went oh yeah the main consoles like xbox and playstation i'm like no nintendo what the hell am i talking Mm -hmm. about Um, well i mean and on that front too I mean, because the, the next article is I threw in here. It was the Dragon Quest Eleven S includes a lot of features, blah, 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 that are new. Mm-hmm. But in some ways, could that be something that if you're a third party studio within this conversation, they would almost do that on purpose? I That's a little bit, uh, you know, tinfoil hatty, yeah. but that they would put out a console, like a console only version and then put out the Switch version because it's essentially like buying, you know, a PlayStation 4 version and then a PS Vita where it's like, oh, well, I can get the handheld version later too, you know, and then it would, people would be more inclined to double dip. Like, could that be a strategy almost? I mean, I think... Man, that's a tough. That's a tough question because there's, <laughs> in, in a lot of ways, you're right. But like, I have to. The biggest question you have to ask is, how do you benefit, and like, what is the, mm-hmm. the the risk? My my thought is, you're going to sell. Uh, you're you're going to benefit from hype, if you're doing, mm-hmm. if you're releasing alongside the PS4 and the Xbox One. Um. Yep. I, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Because at this point in time, when Kingdom Hearts three, because I think they, I 
think it's still kind of on the books for them to eventually move it to the Switch. Potentially, I don't remember. I don't think anyone confirmed. I think it's I think still it's, speculation uh, the, now. Most that I'd heard of it was, yeah, was kind of inside talk of from Square Enix where they are very interested in doing it, but it wasn't necessarily, at least at the time, this was um, this was around when it came out that, that I'd heard this stuff, but that they were really excited about wanting to do it, but that, not that they had specifically planned yeah. on it one way or another, and they were kind of messing around with the idea, but... Yeah, that was kind of as far as that went. I, I think I think you're you're running into so building off Kingdom Hearts three is like at this point in time, everyone that's wanting to play Kingdom Hearts three has probably played it or has watched it. And mm-hmm. I think um, if they were to release a switch version, I don't think it's going to sell very well because the general consensus for a lot of people was that it was OK. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I, I had similar feelings. I finished it and I was like. It was okay. I had a lot of fun playing it. I, I, I'm kind of tempted to start a second playthrough, oddly enough. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I just really liked the gameplay. It, it just it appealed to the mindless button mashing that I just needed at the time. Yep. Um, <laughs> between my Apex runs and my Overwatch games where it's just like too much thought strategy and everything, I'm like, I just want to press X and win. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. like, it's you run the danger that if the game doesn't come out to positive reviews and let's players are done with it, you don't have much to it. In which case, then you have to do Dragon Quest 11 S like you have to right. add in all of these different quality of life changes and different features. So it and builds all up new hype around it instead of trying to live off the old hype and building that and like kind of regaining some of that yeah exactly yeah. and even then like how how much hype are you going to be able to build off it mm-hmm. like the idea like i'm looking at um at our little breakdown here of everything and one of the things <laughs> we have here is you can dash with the zr button i'm like it's <laughs> yeah. just gonna piss off everyone that doesn't have that that's stupid <laughs> yeah no exactly and like a couple of things are really cool but then exactly that's a great example of one that's like all right cool like i mean that's that's neat <laughs> that's good to have it's my but i mean that's the same kind of stuff that yeah it's just like why wasn't in that that in the main game every game should have exactly. a dash button yeah. especially I mean, in rpg yeah and like that's in um like xenoblade i've talked about this once or twice on the podcast but i played xenoblade chronicles 2 er, when it was still pretty early on and i had some quality of life changes but then they just patched new ones like that was just you know they just kept working on it until any of the things that were kind of a pain weren't a pain anymore so those kinds of things they could probably put that in the ps4 version but if they're not going to just to be exclusive to the switch version you know it's weird yeah it's weird it is weird so yeah, I think that's it's an interesting topic for sure. Um, I'm curious how that progresses, and only hindsight will really tell us. But hopefully, for all of us Switch only people like myself, um, that'll it'll keep moving in that direction. Although, I guess a quick thing that I don't even want to go all the way into, but like if something like XCloud happens with um, on the Switch with Xbox, I guess it's entirely possible that that is the solution instead is that a lot of these games instead of porting to the switch would just end up being streamed on there which brings in its whole issues and caveats or whatever but i i would be fine just for me personally like 
regardless of industry whatever i would be fine with with that for the most part because most of the like huge big budget triple a games aren't ones that i necessarily care about having for my whole life Mm -hmm. but some of them would be ones that are like oh it'd be nice to play that yeah so you know that kind of thing all right we've got a bunch more news things but you know what we actually have uh we're gonna have a bit of a shorter podcast today so we're not gonna go over some of these other things and that is okay. But we do want to make sure to get to the Q&A. We always ask for questions that you guys can ask on the Discord app or sometimes uh, AJ can post it on the community tab on YouTube. Then you can answer them there. But uh, Or you can tweet them at us. I don't know. You've heard this spiel before. You know how to ask us questions. Here's some questions. I like Let's questions. Let's get going. <laughs> <clears throat> um, one of these is uh, Grim Hain says, not a question, but hi, Dan. So I hi, wanted to Grim make sure Hain. you knew. <laughs> Um, so yeah, good stuff. Uh, first up, we got Magalore 1000 says, what was the stupidest slash worst Nintendo leak you have ever seen? Oh, I've got a link of one that I remembered from last year. Um, God, I should have prepared better. (laughs) Oh no, it's totally fine. Yeah. So, uh, this one actually he'd asked last week, so he, or, you know, it's possible. I can't tell. (laughs) most of the people in the in the community are guys so i kind of just default to that but Mm -hmm. if you're a lady feel free to let us know um so i don't use the wrong pronoun um etc etc this one was if anybody remembers i won't go over the details of it but it was one of the e3 leaks from last year where uh some of the things for example it was uh super smash bros for switch pretty straightforward punch out become the champion metroid prime renegade um fire emblem memories fallout 3 anniversary yoshi's flipping island which (laughs) was great uh my my favorite tweet by far was somebody responding to that or maybe it was okay maybe it was me that tweeted it or lots of people i'm sure did um but i maybe i did but i commented at some point well it looks like they toned it down from yoshi's effing island or they didn't go with it (laughs) and i just (laughs) imagining that as a yoshi title yoshi's in island is just so so funny to me i was like nintendo finally did it they went all in and it was on yoshi of all things that would be the perfect one to do it he's a dinosaur i mean him or kirby like those would be fantastic but yeah that one there was a lot of like little nuance in it um where at first people were like wow this might be real and then nintendo life did a great video just reading over it and showing all of the like it was one of those you know e3 uh printouts where it's like this is what we're gonna go over and stuff and and just there's so many typos and all sorts of little things that are obviously just wrong yeah and it's great so that was probably one of mine i don't know if you have one off the top of your head that you can think of i'm actually pretty bad at at the leaks sort of side of things i like i like Mm -hmm. i know aj is aj and bob they're really good about you know finding the leaks and talking about the (laughs) leaks i i am just i'm my head is in adobe (laughs) yeah most of the time and so if 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 leaks come up, I usually hear about them first, either when I do this podcast or I watch a, watch uh, Bob's Wolf Den live, and I go, "Oh, mm-hmm. oh, okay." Yeah, I only pretty much ever know about the pretty prominent ones. Like, I don't go fishing for them, so it's just the ones yeah. that come up. I mean, like, I follow that you know enough people on Twitter that would post about them, um, so I'm probably aware of a couple more of them. But still, for the most part, like. Oh, 
all the time every time there's any bit of new news of something there's a billion leaks that start including that piece of news where it's like oh look they were right about this but they weren't really because they didn't talk about it beforehand so um yeah the next one this was another leak one but justin (laughs) in response asked oh uh what's the best leak that didn't come true so i don't know if you have any that you can think of can can it be fake ones oh yeah yeah, absolutely i guess guess that makes sense I mean, yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, I said that out loud. I went, that was a dumb question, Dan. <laughs> yeah, the leak that didn't come true. That would be a fake mm-hmm. leak. Good job. That's the one. <laughs> uh, you know, it all comes down to the freaking Rayman leak for Smash oh, all that yeah. time ago where, oh God, I'm totally forgetting the person's name too, who does such great Smash stuff. But I don't what, remember, but I, I definitely know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that that Rayman one, I was I was like, oh my god, let this please be. That true. was when leaks really stepped up their game. Yes, from I wasn't paying attention to anything back then, so I I don't know from firsthand experience, but like just from everything I've heard, that is was a was a time. Yeah, <laughs> when it really switched it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's I I think for me this is a bittersweet one. Well, not I. At the beginning, I wanted the content of this to be true, but mm-hmm. I didn't want it to be true very quickly. But the Grinch leak, yeah, I, I really, I like, I really wanted Isaac and Smash. Some of that stuff would have been really awesome. But as soon as like the people around it started being awful, I was like, man, no, this is, I don't want to do any of this anymore. Yeah. Like, please don't be real because you guys are just not good and being kind to the community or whatever. Like, who it was, it was a. It was a time, all right. Um, I'm still holding yeah. true that um, I can't remember what what leak it was uh, a couple months ago or whatever, but the one that was talking mm-hmm. about DLC characters and mm. and Doom Slayer being on there, like, ooh, yeah, that, I, that has to come <laughs> true for me now. Or like, mm-hmm. what am I doing with my life? <laughs> I, you know what, my real guess is I don't see Doom Slayer ever happening, only because I think. He's just would be too violent of a character to really like be able to be himself in Smash. Oh yeah, not to say that couldn't happen, but I mean, you know, nevertheless, they do all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, but I, I feel like there's a a decent chance of Master Chief showing up with the way things are turning out, which would be oh, insane. That would be good. Yeah, I I mentioned that to my friend, and he was like, I would only play as Master Chief for the rest of my life. <laughs> Yeah, well, like, All right. I mean, I said I would only play as Piranha Plant when he came out, and that's not happening. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still young, Link. So you know, none of that's really changing. Oh, I was him um, for a while, and then I gave up. Yep, he's just so fun. I just he is really I, he fun. just makes me happy. <laughs> Um, all right, next one. So I'm skipping over a question because it's this one's more relevant and then we'll come back. Uh, again, Maglore 1000 asks, I actually have a real question. Of all the Nintendo Direct leaks, how many of them are true, mostly or completely? I don't think we have to give examples, but more like, you know, percentage-wise or whatever. But I also think the mostly or completely part, if it's mostly right, it wasn't right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, if it was mostly right, then they actually guessed a lot of stuff, but it wasn't a real leak unless things really did change which does happen but not that often yeah it so also it, it depends when it um when the leak happens like if it's months before a direct and it ends up being mostly true there's a higher chance than that mm, that, right. it, that some things got cut along the way but if it's like two days before the direct 
and uh -huh. leak and some of it isn't on there they took some stabs in the dark and they and they probably <laughs> lucked out on a few yeah i have to say honestly like i mean there's parts of leaks that are fun but also parts of leaks i think the ones that are the worst are the ones that are like the day before the direct or whatever because it's like you're hyped up and you don't know anything about it and then all of a sudden you know a ton of stuff about it and you're like man and as soon as you start to watch the presentation and it you see some of those things come true it's like well there you go there's that that that's exactly what happened with simon belmont for me Oh, yep. When I saw that, I was like, oh, that'd be so... Oh, no. Oh, he's going to be in it. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. And the reveal was so cool, and it would have been so epic if I would have just stayed off of Twitter. I know, man. That was... <laughs> yeah. There was stuff like that. Honestly, I was talking about this last week, but with the Indies direct thing, um, I, I hadn't heard anything. I was being off Twitter completely because i was watching it like an hour later or whatever or two hours later yeah, on my yeah, friend's yeah. lunch break and then like towards the end of the direct time of my co-worker a different co-worker that doesn't really follow too much stuff was like hey man did you hear about cuphead on switch i was like come on <laughs> like oh uh, whatever so you punched know, him you, in the you face can't and wait. Go, like, shut your mouth <laughs> Which, I mean, we'd heard stuff about that for a while, so it wasn't, yeah. it would have been more like one of those, oh, cool, it turned out to be right, instead of being like, just complete amazement, but, yeah. um, moving along, good, good, uh, good questions, y'all, um, next question is one peso asks, what's the one game you want to see have a sequel on Switch? So oh. what's that one game for you, Dan? like switch game it's that gotta I be the right see. answer i don't so i don't know i guess we could answer it a couple ways so like for me if it's if it's just a new entry in a series i guess that's different than if it's like it's only had one game like arms for example has Yay. only had one game and then we would want a sequel um but i don't know uh yeah i guess we can answer it either direction i don't know if it matters it's up to us in the end i suppose <laughs> yeah yeah do what I'll, I'll say i would if if we're gonna if we're gonna get a sequel i'd love to see an odyssey too Mm, yep i i like what they did with going from super mario galaxy to super mario galaxy 2 like if we got something like that that would be awesome and if, i yeah totally it needs to go they they i don't know why they didn't do this it still blows my mind that it wasn't <laughs> it should have been obvious to, to include Defino plaza as right. like one of the places you could go it's still i'm mm -hmm. still like why was that not one it's it's so it's there it's there. <laughs> I mean, I I think it's it's bound to happen at this point. I don't know about uh, bound is a strong word yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. but I I think there's a lot of things that seem to point to it to where they do they're doing DLC for so much other stuff, and it's just been so long since Mario Odyssey at this point that DLC wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. So it makes more sense that next year we would see Super Mario Odyssey too. I just you know I mean I could definitely be wrong, but. That definitely, at least to me, if I was making the decisions, that's what I would be doing. Well, and that's what the similar thing that happened to Super Mario Galaxy 2 was that it was supposed yeah, to be right. just a uh, enhanced version of Galaxy 1, but then they went, oh, we have too much cool new stuff, so <laughs> let's just make another game. And they went, yeah. okay. If, the, if they're yep. doing that for Odyssey, I'd be so happy. I'm, or Man, I'd be stoked. Yep. Yeah, I think, so, I mean, that's a great one. For me, the two... One of these is a direct sequel, and the other one is so Breath of the Wilds. Yeah, direct sequel of that. Honestly, if like they always paint themselves into a corner story wise, 
for the most part, I mean, most of the Zelda games are fairly, you know, the same story, but in a slightly different way besides some of the other ones like Majora's Mask or whatever. And so if they got to continue the story where they talked about Zelda being playable in Breath of the Wild, that they wanted to do that, but it just didn't happen. And uh, but that would be great. Now Zelda's back and you guys go you and like Link and Zelda go to somewhere and do some something and, and you play games. <laughs> yeah. It would be so cool. I yeah, would love it a lot. It, it would be you could have a complete whole new adventure with them trying to restore Hyrule. That, that's a huge Oh, task. Yeah. And there's absolutely no reason why you couldn't bring back like a was it Viet Vate Vati Vati. Yeah. I was like Vati like I I can't remember if assuming that Breath of the Wild is in the Fallen Hero timeline. I don't know if he's still alive or active or anything. But that's easily a great, you know, you could work him as a new villain into that um you can have a new incarnation you could i mean it's kind of lazy but you could bring in a new <laughs> incarnation of ganon mm-hmm. um or something but th- there's so much there's so much story left to tell in that yeah. particular version of hyrule unlike the other ones which are all wrapped up with a nice little bow and like the triforce is back and uh, everything's <laughs> fine and it's all good. Don't you worry about a thing. And this one's like, hey, our world is completely destroyed. We should do yep. something. <laughs> no, I would love, I mean, them fixing that up or even like they, you know, have some, they, it's 15 years later or something. They fixed up their world uh, or, you know, some aspects of that. And then they have to go on on a trip to a neighboring kingdom to do something or rather or whatever. And then they get shipwrecked there. I don't know, you know, something along those lines, just something with all that would be so cool. I, um, I, and I then, think that world yeah. still has a lot more story in it. That's Oh, story wise. Absolutely. I yeah. think the only part of it, I, I don't know if I would want to like exploring it again might just feel a little too familiar. Um, yeah. But also it's such a huge world. So um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They could go either way with that. But yeah, that's the one that I'd want a direct sequel of for sure. I was also going to mention Golden Sun, but I mean, I I just love Golden Sun. All right. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, moving on. We got just a couple more questions here. Uh, Shrek do. West asks, when's the next direct? Tomorrow. You mi- nope. It's sorry. You missed summer. it. <laughs> ah, man. Just in the nick of time. Um, real answer. I mean, obviously, we don't know. My real guesses are normally... I mean, or last year we had one in January, one in March, and then one in June, I mean, for E3. So either we're not going to have one until E3, or if I if we are, it would be in April. We're not going to have one in May and then in... Um, oh, yeah, that would be dumb. At E3. So, yeah, if we're going to have one, it would be at some point in April and probably mid-April, but... I, I wouldn't say hold your breath by any means, but you can, you know, be like kind of vaguely on the lookout, maybe around then. But I don't have there any could, kind of insider knowledge. It's completely yeah. speculation. <laughs> it, it could it, there could be like a small like how the Pokemon Direct was. I mean, it could be something mm-hmm. real, real nice yes, and small true. that it doesn't have a huge impact or doesn't like if they talked a little it's bit very about pointed animal, or something. Yeah, if yeah. they did Animal Crossing and talked a little bit about it, just so they don't have to worry about that for E three and can focus on Metroid Prime Four. I, <laughs> whoa sorry that just kind of came out (laughs) i i'm not super excited for that game you are (laughs) 
Oh, I, oh, I thought you were. Well, I was mistaken. I'm sorry no, about that. No, it was that. me. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, no, for sure. Which, on that note, actually, Shrek West's next question was, should Metroid Prime use uh, Switch use motion controls? I think... Uh, I don't think it should use motion controls like, say, uh, the Metroid Prime collection for Wii, where you're pointing at the screen. I mm-hmm. do think you could I think you could have like a Splatoon or Breath of the Wild arrow sort of motion control aspect yep. to it because that nice little finesse does make a lot of difference and makes the game just a little bit more uh enjoyable yeah, yep. to be able Absolutely. to like I that. think that's the thing I mean like going back to the Metro Prime 1 and 2 as well not the ones on the trilogy but going back to those and having the controls be just the one joystick and stuff especially it, since that was right around the time that Halo was coming out and started implementing the dual analog stick kind of stuff. Yeah. I think that's something that now, for the first time ever, it would be great for Metroid Prime to have just the standardist version of controls so that that's not a barrier of entry at all, but it can have, you know, left and right analog stick, but with the additional motion controls, like you said, that is in, yeah, Splatoon, Doom, Wolfenstein, Warframe, like all these other shooters on Switch that's just the way that it is and that's what we're used to so like please yeah. do that for us <laughs> but let, like hey make your, your like follow the the industry as far as controls so you don't need to worry about that and you can just focus on just making a good game absolutely yeah just <laughs> just like hey this is the simple simplest way just do it <laughs> yep there you go yeah um most uh Shrek West's last question said most wanted blocks in super mario maker 2 uh, I think a New York City block would be probably my uh, my preference there. Mm. There you uh, go. <laughs> uh, I God, I can't. I, I don't. That's such. I a... cannot think of any. To be perfectly honest, like I watch a lot of Super Mario Maker videos, and I, I mean, I can't really think of anything that's that's kind of, a kind of specific question too. So, yeah, like, I went... don't know. I'll, 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 you, I'm gonna go wacky. I'm gonna I'm gonna go wacky. I want go I want uh, a block that um that that just as soon as it comes spawns in or you, you hit you hit a question mark block and it pops out it just starts spewing lava everywhere. Uh, love yeah of course the classic Super Mario blocks of yeah. the lava variety yeah the 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 just <laughs> we call it the lava everywhere block. The gotta love lava. That's yeah, what they. That's what they call them. <laughs> Although I, I would say one what that might be kind of neat. Um, just thinking about Super Mario Galaxy and there's those bits also in Super Mario Odyssey. They had some of this too. But you know oh, how there's sections with like upside down and regular. Yeah. Um, in the two D sections, that would be really cool. If I mean either there that was sectioned off and they implemented that, or um, which maybe they'll do because they had that in super mario odyssey recently and that was in a 2d section i don't know that'd be cool or but if you have a block that the block switches the gravity upside yeah. down and upside over but i don't know i It'd want fun. i want a minecraft dirt block <laughs> <laughs> that, that's yep. it it's just it's just the that's dirt it. block <laughs> and then everyone right, last me question everybody did hate you dan i'm so sorry yeah, but okay. uh you've got to go i, I, I mean I, I dug my after own this here. question i think i'm gonna call it and you're not allowed to talk anymore in this podcast after this question which also happens to be our last question and where we'll end the podcast so 
this punishment is you. too harsh. <laughs> It truly is. Um, Grim Hain, uh, this is when he also said, hi, Dan. But I threw that at the beginning because, you know, we love Grim Hain and want to and mostly want you to feel welcome, Dan. Yeah. Way to go feeling like a friend. Uh, Grim Hain asked, don't know if it's too late. It's not. Good job. You did it. Uh, but is Logan on something thinking the pro switch will do 4K? And if so, can I get some? The pro switch doing 4K. Come on. Yeah, I don't. I, I watched Logan's video and it was very good. I only watched it the one time through and I'm pretty sure I heard him mention that it would be doing 4K and I was like, hmm, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's that's bold. I don't think so. Yeah, um, but I mean, yeah, I think, I mean, all the specs stuff that we've seen, which actually one of the topics we had, but we just don't have time for today, unfortunately, is this Pro Switch, the Switch Pro and Switch Mini. Yeah. Um, it's going to come back up again, guys. So we'll talk about it later. We've talked about it some before, so it's not a huge deal, but it's uh, fun stuff to talk about. And, but yeah, I mean, at best, it's going to be games that it's not going to be as much as, of a difference as the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 4 Pro or Xbox One, Xbox One X. It's just going to be maybe, you know, run, stuff runs smoother, a little bit slightly nicer looking, um, and we're going to like it, but it's not going to be like mind-blowing yeah. i don't think no well here, which is fine <laughs> it's kind of, because like the switch is less powerful than the standard ps4 right correct yeah. yeah so you can't go from something that's lesser than the ps4 and jump all the way to pro right that's that's and i think go ahead sorry go ahead <laughs> no no you, no you you first no, you, you, no, you hang up you, no you hang no, up you hang up <laughs> No. All right, I'll go. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I think, too, some of it is uh, even if they could, I don't think they will do their maximum possible jump regardless right now, because if they're trying to set up for eventually having a Switch 2 or a Swatch or a Snap or a whatever, you know, Swatch. in the future, um, game console technology is always going to be behind by a little bit um and it's not the most expensive technology out there so even if there are phones that are stronger than the switches right now it makes sense because the switch is 300 dollars, and phones are like a thousand dollars sometimes yeah. so yeah that all just makes sense so i think they'll bump it up to what's reasonable right now but they're not going to go the maximum possible partly to even even if they technically could go further to leave a little bit of room for themselves to have the next one be that much more of a jump, you know, whenever they actually have a successor console down in the future. Yeah. I could be wrong about that, but that just makes sense to me that they would leave themselves some room. You have to leave room because we're about to go into the next generation. Like we're going to yeah. be starting to talk about PlayStation five and Xbox. Uh, let's see. 17. They, <laughs> well, th what this should have been the 720. Stupid. <laughs> Uh, the, the Xbox microwave because there you go that's, that's the one that's my Xbox Apple better um, <laughs> so I don't think you're gonna see that big of a jump but yeah. because we had to skip the story there's one one I have a theory all right okay go for it okay. I love theories so maybe even like a game don't <laughs> I'm sorry I got to. you <laughs> uh, it, it's so hard to say theory now without going I know <laughs> A game theory. Thanks for watching. Um, uh, I did it. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So maybe the reason we didn't hear anything about Borderlands 3 for Switch is because mm. it could be 
one of the titles they use as promotion for this new Switch Pro. Hmm. Yeah. So, That's entirely possible. Yeah. I mean, that by would that, be incredible. do you mean that it would be exclusive to the Switch Pro or just that, like, and it'll look really good on the Switch Pro? Um, I, I'm not sure exactly what, what you would do there, but I'm thinking, like, for example, E3, they talk about the Switch Pro. And mm-hmm. they, they're like, and these you'll find these games run even better, and boom, there's Borderlands 3. Right. I, I mean, that's a great way to, one, promote Borderlands 3, and two, promote <laughs> this new Switch Pro. Yeah. Like, that's... If if I'm if I'm thinking that top level sort of thing, uh, mm-hmm. that's what I do. Yep, that's that's yeah. what I do. I think that definitely makes sense. I mean, because right now they're they obviously have a strong lineup of first party games for the rest of the year that are specifically handheld franchises being moved over. So Animal Crossing, not that it was always a handheld franchise, but yeah, that's yeah. where it really thrived was Animal Crossing, Pokemon, and 2D Zelda. Like, that's that's what's been on their handhelds. And then, so it makes sense that this is the time that they'd push those games with, you know, their handheld line of it, even though it'll work across all of them. But then also have third-party games, which are the ones notoriously that, you know, Nintendo doesn't get as many of because they're not as powerful. Use the the more powerful version to promote those games. So whether or not it's specifically Borderlands three, which I hope for all of our sakes that it is. Um, I think, I think something like that definitely would be the case. And yeah, maybe it's Borderlands three because they've had enough time that they could have gotten an internal. I mean, they've been working on it five years. So when they started on it, they wouldn't have had time. They wouldn't have known, but uh, they could have definitely gotten a panic button or, uh, you know, any of those studios to work on it in the meantime. So, yeah. And and, I mean, from what I've heard, because of course, as people that aren't developing all of these games for all of these platforms, uh, mm-hmm. we don't know. But from <laughs> what I've heard is that it is easier for to move things over to the Switch effectively than it was any of their other previous Nintendo right. consoles. Yeah, that so, definitely seems to be the case from what I've heard, too. Yeah, so it, it, it seems like if they've been working on it five years, Switch comes out, what, halfway through that development cycle? And you go like, huh, mm-hmm. maybe our game will do really well on that. If you had the foresight and you see the numbers <laughs> early, you'd bring on someone to help you port that over. Yep. Absolutely. Very good thoughts, Dan. It's been a pleasure chatting with you, but I think that's about all the time we've got for you. You've got to clean your sink so your parents can come over and judge you for not having done it well enough. Um, and, you know, all that good stuff. <laughs> Any last thoughts, Dan, before... uh, Sorry, go ahead. So I can talk. I was worried I still couldn't talk. (laughs) Oh, no, yeah. You can never really talk. uh, I'm going to mute your whole audio channel this whole time. It's just going to be me in silence. (laughs) And maybe puppies. And maybe puppies. Yeah. Coughing sick ones that have seasonal allergies at that. (laughs) Uh, uh, Thanks. Thanks for having me. I had a lot of fun. I... um, I um um I um um check out the video. Wow. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> very true. Very yeah. The most serious thing, like the one thing I really hope you guys do. If you haven't watched it, please go watch my video and share it because you know it had a real it had a lot of steam right in the front, but like it's kind of it's the the 
the cause is is stalling out and i'm like oh god mm. <laughs> does not yeah. feel good so please continue to share it if you've already shared it keep sharing it because it makes it makes this uh issue more seen mm-hmm. those were all words that i decided to throw into sentences that weren't good those <laughs> No, they, I mean, they made sentences. There was probably punctuation in there if I'd seen it written out. Um, please, I would go, assume. please go watch all stuff. Thanks. Okay, but Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, good stuff. Yes, everybody go watch that video because um, it's great. Share it. And as far as this one, if, if you liked it, give it a like and a subscribe and share it with your friends. And I mean, a lot of people are probably listening on podcast apps instead of YouTube. And that is totally fine. Ironically, we've gone almost as long in this episode, which we were cr- trying to keep shorter <laughs> than a regular one. But it's just so much fun to talk. Yeah, I know. I, I always go like, oh, but I, I really need to move on to something. I'm like, yeah, I can talk for another 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. fine. <laughs> oh, man. But thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you, Dan, for being on here. Uh, everybody go. Uh, yeah. Follow the channel. Blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Business, business. We'll talk to you and see you next week. Bye. Goodbye.